Welcome, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Psychor Water Cooler, the casual conversation podcast dedicated to covering all things related to Psychor, including product updates, implementations, insights, getting the most out of your Psychor investment, and more. I'm your host, John Price, Global Psychor Practice Director and MVP at AmericanEagle.com. Piggybacking off our last episode with Rick Bauer kicking off 2023, we're going to be hosting a number of key Psychor personnel over the next few episodes, which I'm personally very excited about. The goal of these episodes is to continue letting clarity around the new composable options from Psychor and how customers can leverage them to improve their digital footprints. Today, I'm joined by Danny Robinson, VP of Product for Psychor Engagement Cloud, and Sarah O'Reilly joining us today from Ireland. Sarah is a pre-sales engineer with expertise in Psychor Personalize and CDP. Danny, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Great to be here. And then just for the audience, Danny, we'll start with you. Just tell us a little bit more about your history uh, with Psychor. Sure. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a relatively newbie, newbie in the Psychor world. I joined Psychor only last summer um, to, to head up Engagement Cloud, which is obviously personalized and CDP and our send email platform, et cetera. Prior to that, I was actually wasn't in product. I ran product and technology for, uh, for another CDP personalization platform for about uh, six or seven years as CTO. Um, so yeah, deep background in sort of the whole CDP personalization MarTech space really, and uh, joined Sitecore, you know, really because there's a there's a lot of componentry in Sitecore through those acquisitions, right, that we can put together into a really exciting portfolio. So yeah, glad to be here and uh, at Sitecore. Awesome. Yep. And thanks again for joining us. And then Sarah, you and I have had the pleasure of working together on a POC for a customer recently, but for the audience, if you wouldn't mind uh, telling a little bit more about your role at Sitecore. Yeah, sure. Um, so I came over to Sitecore with the Boxever acquisition. So that's when CDP and Personalized came over to Sitecore. And while I was at Boxever, I worked on kind of customer implementations and things like that. So I'd get into the weeds with customers. And then we moved over. I kind of, first of all, was moving into partner enablement. So being a lot around creating materials and things like that. If any of you have done training, you probably know my voice. And now I work in uh, pre-sales. I'm still kind of um, deep in the detail with CDP and personalized. Awesome. Yep. And then obviously this episode is going to be centered around personalized and CDP. And then we'll be talking more about some of the other engagement cloud products here in the future episodes. But so for today, let's start simple. So, you know, in your own words, Danny, what, what is personalized? What is CDP from Sitecor? What are some of the uh, key differences between those two products? Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll lead off, Sarah. I think you, you know you, is, is going to follow up on, on a lot of the detail for me. But you know, if I look at CDP and personalized, maybe just to give a, a little history and context, the, those uh, those two products were formerly a combined product of Boxever that Sitecore acquired uh, a year or two ago. And uh, you know, bringing those into Sitecore uh, and looking at the personalization use cases and things that we see most within content and web and, and, and sites, et cetera, you know, it was clear that there's always customers who are needing personalization, but may not want to go to the full kind of personalization plus CDP uh, side, right? And, and be able to start at the personalization piece. So we really framed and, uh, and sort of built a, a separate separation in the product because we think about CDP as managing customer data, outbound activation, et cetera, uh, that Sarah will go into. But personalization itself is quite a big space. And so having the personalization product to really cover that gamut from content, uh, content variation, personalization, all the way through to next best action, all the way through to intelligent recommendations, you know, it's clear we wanted to put that together as a package. But the, what I did want to add is 
while they're both products in Sitecore, they're actually starting to also be the embedded capability that you find in the new Sitecore products as well. And so as we get through this, we'll, we'll, we'll mention things like XM Cloud and things and the relationship between those, uh, those products. But key is that, you know, we're trying to really emphasize that shared data across these products. While they are composable and individually usable, uh, they share the same data, they share the same profiles and things. Um, so that means there's no upgrade when moving between those products either, which has always been one of the big, you know, kind of site core pain points in the past. Yeah. And to go to dive in a bit deeper as well on a CDP and personalized, like as, as Danny was saying, you know, CDP is all about customer data. So it's a customer data platform. Obviously, the idea is that we're pulling in data from multiple different sources, all those different silos, online data, offline data, real time, order history account information, uh, segments, all of that kind of thing, demographics, we've been pulling in from multiple different sources and having it in one place. And the purpose of that is um, one, you know, to understand your customers. So get a real understanding of them across all those different platforms that you're working with them on, the mobile app, the email, whenever, whatever they're doing offline, uh, in branch or in store, to analyze that data. And then also to um, build segments, highly targeted segments and export those to use them externally. Personalized then, which obviously will be the focus of this podcast, is, uh, is all about personalizing the engagement we have with the customers. And I say engagement and not, you know, next best action or the products that we show to customers, because it really is much broader than that. You know, the content that we show to customers, whether it's the articles or the images or anything, the communication, the way we talk to that customer and the offers we show them, the price, the action that makes sense to them and their customer journey can all be based off all the information we basically know about them when we're doing the personalization. And if we think about it as an example, say we're trying to show the next best action to a customer based on their customer journey. It could be when they first arrive on the site, we're showing them you know, related products based on the last thing they've seen. Then we're showing them personal discounts the next time because we want to keep their business. Then they purchase something and we're talking about the warranty information or delivery updates. And the next time we're starting to talk about upsells because we know they actually have made that purchase. And again, it can be even further than that, as I said, like next best conversation on multiple different um, channels as well. So that can be in your contact center, on email, SMS, in-store, anything like that. So really it's, it's broader than just products. It's just really everything. And to talk about as well, briefly as well, CDP and personalized together, just to say with personalized, the kind of data that's there available for you to start doing personalization from the start is your kind of real-time events data. And it can be also, by the way, not just our standard events, but any kind of custom events and custom attributes that you want to send in. We can personalize off the back of all of that. And we can also connect in kind of external data systems to pull in more data. When you plug that in with CDP, if you have the two things together, you're basically talking about all that order data from those multiple different silos that I mentioned earlier coming together to basically enhance the personalization that you can do based off what they purchased, you know, two years ago. All of that is all in one place, in one platform, due to that personalization. Really nice overview by both of you. And Danny, I just want to extract one thing you mentioned is, you know, it was one product, they are broken down into two separate, which I think is a great idea as well. So I think even existing Sitecore customers that might be on XP could start dabbling with just personalized, right? Or they could even just start dabbling with if they just need a CDP. So that is the nice thing about Composable. There is a way to kind of ease your way in and not just biting it all off at one. So that was a good point. And you, you guys are yeah. giving a lot of good options yeah, to your customers. Absolutely. You know, I do. I think, you know, we think about these things and these products coming into Sitecore, into the portfolio. The Composable, 
you know, message really is one that I can start anywhere, right? In, the, in that hexagon of, of solutions that we have, I can start anywhere and I can move anywhere. And the goal is to make it as seamless as possible for you to move across those hexagons because, you know, obviously Sitecore, you know, we would like you to take more of our products. Um, but in thinking about every product, especially things like Personalize, it wasn't birthed in Sitecore. It, it, you know, it, it didn't, you know, didn't come from the XM, XP kind of angle. It really had to work with anything. And so uh, that, that's one thing that we continue to do is like everything we do, you know, it isn't going to be always that I must have XM, right? Or I must be have XM Cloud as a starting point. I could start, uh, you know, I could take search individually. I could move search to personalize to CDP, et cetera. Yeah, the options are definitely key there. Definitely great to give um, everyone these options. And I, I think it's also good to know that you guys have been very busy on the product development side of things. You guys have these products that exist but now customers do have numerous ways and options to kind of choose when it does come from when it does come to personalization with your platform, A/B testing, and as you guys mentioned, CDP with customer data. You know, just to name a few of those options, you know, we have Experience Platform, kind of the legacy XP product that has personalization analytics, A/B testing kind of built into an on-premise solution. We now have the cloud-based solutions, SaaS, XM Cloud, and Personalize. We also you can also still choose XM on-premise plus Personalize. So I think you know what would be nice here is just kind of break down those options. What are some of the um, key differences between these offerings? Yeah, um, so I think, you know, to reiterate that point is, that, you know, that there is a lot of different customers, you know, with different sizes and shapes, right, of, of sort of implementations and things. And, and obviously, you know, we have customers on XP who are predominantly really implementing the XM side of things and have barely sort of dipped into the, uh, the, the personalization side. What we want to do is really give people the ability to, separate the strategy, their strategy for XM from their strategy for personalization. So if I am, you know, an XM customer or XP on-prem, on you know, I can move to XM Cloud and my reasons for doing that should be around my CMS upgrade process. Um, you know, and with that, I get, you know, I get some personalization capability baked in. But if I'm not ready to do that, you know, we want to allow you to take personalized, right, and really start to uh, make great inroads into the experience you deliver and, you know, to, to the customers through the, the dynamic, dynamic aspects of, of personalization, you know, search, et cetera. So it's very deliberate, you know, to have the, the possibility to have these different different combinations. But admittedly, that's a, it's a lot of combinations to sort of get your head around as to what, what my options are. The differences between the products, really, if we think about personalization, is that obviously I have quite a bit of capability in XP, right? You know, from a personalization side, what we did is look at XP and say, actually the most common personalization use cases can be quantified in maybe these 20, you know, kind of scenarios, right? And to really bake those into XM Cloud out of the box uh, as capability, but use personalization as the, or personalize as the engine underneath to deliver those. And so that really sort of get, allows people to start on that personalization journey, either through an XM Cloud strategy or through an XM Plus Personalize. I'm going to let Sarah kind of go into stuff, and I'll, I'll probably I'll probably um, add a couple of comments as we go through. Some, but we'll, let's work through maybe a few different scenarios uh, in detail with Sarah. Yeah, that sounds great. I think one angle that I wanted to start with when talking about all these different products and product offerings, and as Danny was saying, you know, very intentionally having different options there in terms of having a split out between personalized and XM and XM Cloud and those kind of things. So to start off by talking about um, it from an angle of, of data. So obviously 
you know, in XP, there's session data and there's a, a certain amount of user data that we can use when we're using it there. And with XM, it's really looking at session data. And with XM Cloud, it's similarly looking at session data. So there's fields there that I have for like in-session kind of personalization as well in XM Cloud. Now, when we add on top of that um, personalization, the first thing to say about data is with sessions, it, it's very flexible in terms of the kind of uh, data that we can take in. I think I mentioned this briefly earlier, but we can have any kind of custom event that is sent in being used for personalization. So things like, for example, customer feedback, the percentage of an article they've gone through or video they've read, an appointment they've booked, a link they've shared, any, any event with any data can basically be captured there. On top of that, there's also external data systems. So we can, in real time, when making a decision about a customer, be connecting into an external system to actually make that decision. So for example, be that inventory or real-time price or an external CMS if we wanted to pull in data from there or a back-end system or customer services to see if they have an ongoing issue. All of that data can be connected in at the time of personalization. So really when you think about adding personalized to XM or XM Cloud, um, it's a lot of additional data that you're getting your hands on when you're about to do personalization. So that's the first kind of thing that I, I would highlight. And just to say about that as well, the difference as well being with XM and, and XM Cloud there too, is that the data that we have available is also in session. So we also have in session kind of session data to also do that personalization. And then on top of that personalized, we have huge flexibility with the data we're sending in about the session and we have those external kind of data systems. Extracting one of those things you just mentioned, Sarah. So if a customer was going to move forward with XM Cloud. And Danny, I think you brought up a really good point too. You know, we, you know, the CMS decision or content decision can be separate from the personalization decision. But with XM Cloud, which pieces of personalized come with XM Cloud at the moment? Yeah, so what comes with XM Cloud is the ability to configure page variants based on uh, the like 20 plus most common kind of use cases, right? And actually combine those conditions together. So I can look at new or returning visitors uh, prior page interest counts, um, geographic personalization, et cetera. Uh, so, so we give you those. And what's really interesting in sort of the, what, what we've done is in XM Cloud, give you the ability to use those. And what you're using is these, what we call these conditions of templates. And so we'll give you a condition and you can really fill in the criteria in that. And that's really important because what we've got there is the foundation of this relationship between the content that I have and the variants I could use and how and who decides the personalization should execute. Um, that's a really sort of tight thing we're trying to sort of develop is a, is a safe, tight relationship between those, those two sides of the house, as it were. But if I have XM Cloud, what I have, as, as I said earlier, and I think, we, well, I think, I think at Symposium, we, we sowed a little more confusion than we, than we wanted to around what personalization is in XM Cloud. You know, it, it isn't a, an introductory product, right, to try and buy, get you to buy personalized. But what it is, is, as I said, the beginning of creating that relationship, whereas if I have personalized, I can actually create more templates that my users in XM Cloud can use. So I can, I can use the depth of personalization, but I can hide that behind a safe template to then bring into my content variations. Um, so, yeah, and obviously with XM Cloud, I get also that depth of, you know, page and variant analytics as well, right? Uh, you know, in there. So it's not just about personalization. I think sometimes 
you know, people forget it's not just about whether I want personalization or not. You get out of the box analytics, uh, you know, in XM Cloud as well, driven through the same embedded CDP and personalization technology. Yeah, I think that's really smart on your uh, site course part here is like you can kind of start dabbling with personalization on XM Cloud. I think one of you mentioned it earlier, XP users, a lot of them never got that far down the path, a little bit overwhelming. I think the way you guys are kind of providing that initial offering with, with XM Cloud can definitely give a lot of users what they need. Then they can always upgrade to personalize the full personalized product and or CDP if and when needed. So I think that's a very smart thing that you guys have done with uh, that offering. And I think you've, you've clarified it well, which is why I want to talk about it on this on this episode, because explaining those differences, I think, are very key, especially when people are making these buying decisions as well. Just to add to that point as well about um, analytics, just to talk as well about, you know, A-B testing specifically, because one of the differences with personalized with A-B testing is that you really can A-B test anything. And that is really the way we also encourage customers to use the product. You know, it's not just from a content perspective, mm -hmm. you know, literally what's the best way to display this piece of information. And it's also from a return of investment angle. So for everything that you're building, you can have that against a control group. For example, if you're building personalization against uh, the way we communicate with a customer, text that we show on the homepage, for example, we can run an A-B test against personalization versus no personalization with the purpose of that A-B test being which one had a better return of investment? You know, how, am I getting more revenue for this? Am I getting more engagement? Are my customers giving me higher satisfaction scores? And all that kind of flexibility is in there. And it's not only even just for the web, like obviously one of the things with personalized is that we can also do personalization on, on multiple different channels, like mobile app or yeah, contact center or email or anywhere we're doing personalization. But for those also, we also have dashboards that basically enable you to think of, okay, let's look at an attribution window. What happened over the last five days for people that I sent the email and didn't send the email? Is there a higher average order value there? And we can also look at things like, you know, UTMs again, or customer feedback to understand for those external channels. I built this and how do I understand what value it's brought to me in my business? I think you hit a really good point there, Sarah. You know, I think where you all are going as a platform, it's uplifting the conversation towards multi-channel, right? XP heavily focused on websites. Now we can, you know, kind of tie that 360 degree story across, um, across all these channels. So I think that's a really good point you just made. I think that that's borne out, sorry, John, really by us wanting to start separating a little bit of the, the sort of some aspects of personalization, right? And, and building my segments and doing these things because you are starting to think about how I engage and great, great experience across my channels for yep. a customer, right? No matter where, where they come in. And obviously, you know, when you take personalized towards CDP, you're starting to bring in even greater visibility mm -hmm. of sort of the outbound uh, size and activation there as well. So, yeah. Yep. No, really good point there, Danny. You know, one thing I, I like to do, you guys have already done a really good job of it so far, but you know, with your experience and kind of be, you know, being exposed to many uh, customers in the Sitecore ecosystem, are there any specific customers without naming them that are doing a really good job of utilizing these tool sets from Sitecore at the moment? Yeah. So without naming them, I can say that we have customers that are, you know, very large global kind of airlines and what they're very good at is really utilizing that A-B testing capability I was talking about earlier. I think oftentimes when we start working with new customers, they're very used to, okay, let me think about exactly what I want to build, plan it out for months, and then finally I will deliver it and then we'll see, you know, we'll see what the results are. The, the customer that I'm talking about that I work, we work with regularly is 
any idea they have, they're just trying that on a small subset of their audience and they're just learning from the results and understanding what outcome that has. So they're constantly iterating and they're already in the platform understanding those analytics. So I think that's what really leads to someone really utilizing the platform in the best possible way is thinking about everything you're going to build from the lens of what will success look like for that particular experience, a piece of personalization or email that I'm sending, measuring it and then iterating on that over time. And they are really good at that. And they have some really good results they've managed to get over time, not because on day one they had an amazing idea and they just launched into it and delivered it and that was it. It's because they delivered it, learned from what happened on the first delivery and over time they're constantly making changes there, small changes that are leading to a big impact. Another really interesting use case is actually from a kind of um, gaming company that we work with. And we're actually helping them do things in the area of regulation. So for example, we're looking at their um, customer base in terms of what age are they, what are the real time interactions they're making with the platform. And also looking at say their credit reports and things like that to in real time understand if we need to stop that person maybe engaging so much with the platform. And we're doing that for them all in real time based on those real time interactions for regulatory purposes. That's a very interesting use case as well. And um, I finally say that we also have a lot of customers that are kind of plugging in their own kind of AI models and operationalizing them in the platform um, with our decision canvases. So they might have, you know, industry standards and um, AI models are their own ones that they've built and are really able to leverage that on multiple different platforms and um, using personalized, which is really interesting. And um, on that as well, I feel we should talk about, which we didn't mention earlier, our kind of uh, discover and search, which is also obviously part of Sitecore. And just to say from a personalization perspective, those two platforms are, are really, really powerful. Discover or search, if there's a large amount of either products or content that we want to do kind of personalization for, the kind of out-of-the-box product recommendations that they have and smart um, catalog searches are really powerful. And they can also be used in conjunction with something like um, Sitecore Personalized to really drive a lot of return of investments there with those kind of ready-to-go out-of-the-box AI models. To Sarah's point, that's actually one of the most exciting things, you know, in Sitecore is now, you know, with the acquisition of certain products and teams and technologies and things, we can sort of, you know, think about how we reshape products for a specific purpose. So obviously, you know, Reflections acquisition brought us the Discover product, right, very much around, you know, product recommendation affinity within commerce use cases. But we've been able to reshape and reuse a lot of that engine, you know, actually to bring Sitecore Search to market, which obviously contains personalization, mm -hmm. right? And the ability to sort of, you know, rank and boost and things like that based on the customer themselves, not just the sort of search results. And so, you know, those things all coming together is, is really sort of exciting. And there's, you know, very obvious scenarios where you think about, you know, using personalized to decide if it's the right moment, right? You know, to, to then provide recommendations, right? And those two products working in, working in concert and we're, we're actually, you know, pretty excited in the coming year to kind of start sharing sort of under the covers of the componentry there so we can bring, you know, that intelligent recommendation engine, you know, through Personalize as well uh, in, in that product offering. So. Yeah, I think the one thing I want to mention as well is, you know, what you all are offering right now also enables customers to move faster. That's one thing we've always we always hear from our customers is, hey, we want to release things quicker. We don't want to have to rely on a developer one client that comes to mind without naming them as a large b2b manufacturer we're working with you all on um, e-commerce currently helping them migrate to order cloud not there yet 
but we're actually just using personalized without CDP to capture cart data. So when someone actually purchases something and they're fine with just having 30 days worth of information. And then we're simply when a user comes back, allowing them to reorder um, or push other related products. They're also a discover customer as well. So that's one thing we found is with personalized specifically, a lot of things you can do with that product um, alone. Um, but also it comes with things like, you know, your out of the box templating for pop ups and things like that. We found really good use out of that. And you can release, you know, some of these scenarios, personalization scenarios within a couple of days. So very exciting to see. I think that's one thing you guys have done a great job on is making companies be able to move faster and quicker and be and be even more agile. So very exciting to yeah. see. Indeed. Uh, so you're absolutely right. You know, and, and just, you know, to reiterate that piece of some of the separation of sort of concerns within personalized around, you know, developers, you know, versus the the, the marketer or, you know, somebody who's controlling the personalization, measuring the business value, et cetera, is a very clear design decision, right, within there. And I think we, we're, we're starting to almost now add the third persona, which is the content itself, mm -hmm. right? How do I understand what content I have available to me that could be coming from search, could be coming from my headless CMS as a source of recommendations, uh, you know, to, to personalize on, et cetera. So yeah, it, it everything is getting you know sort of running faster, more agile, more as you say, you know, to reuse a term, composable, right? you know, and, and the solutions can churn out quicker. Beautiful. So final question for the day, I always ask when I have someone on from Psychor or someone's on from Psychor, you know, what can you offer as far as what's coming down the pipe? So is there anything that either of you can tell us about exciting developments we can expect with personalized CDP or even the the new Psychor Connect? product that falls under your umbrella, Danny? Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I think, you, you know, uh, w without revealing too many secrets, <laughs> right, I think things that we we stood up and gave a nod to towards the symposium, right, um, was that, you know, we, we, you know, we've got personalization, you know, in XM Cloud, right, as a capability. We want to really continue to push and flesh out capability within XM Cloud around that. It is not about giving you that teaser Right, and, and, and that's it. We want to move to things like component-based personalization, deeper insights, eventually A-B testing and things like that within that sort of environment. But I think there's a lot of exciting things in, in that area between the, between personalization, XM Cloud, and just generally uh, you, you know, sort of sites in that we really want to uh, launch the edge personalization engine, right? And, and really push personalization execution to the edge. Uh, you know, alongside the sort of headless, uh, you know, static site generation kind of aspects there. So that's hugely exciting because that really gives that, you know, that just boosts the everything page speed, the experience the user gets because, you, you know, there's not a lot of static pages, right? Everything's personalized a little bit somehow, um, you know, and how, how that fits together, how that's delivered. That's really, really exciting. And, and you know, aside from Connect, I think, as I said, you know, just bringing the, you know, reusing the reflection engine in, in, in Personalize is, is a huge, exciting kind of piece. Connect itself, as I said, we, you know, we, we, we launched that uh, recently. I think that's that's a thing that's really sort of, I would say, filled a, a vacant hole, right, in, in the in the Sitecore portfolio, because if you look at composable, you know, integration is, is a key factor. It's a key factor in every new opportunity, new project that gets implemented. And Connect just gives us another, you know, gives everybody another answer, right, to how we bring products together in a composable fashion. Helps us deliver on a, a low-code, no-code approach to combining, the, you know, the products and the customer ecosystem, um, you know, through making connectors available in the products. You know, rather than rather than thinking about does Cycle have an integration from X to Y, right? 
we think about it now, that cycle has connectors that we put into this marketplace. And you know, you can use those connectors to compose an integration together. And it's always the brands, the peculiarities of the brand, right? That are the, the, the thing where integrations struggle. And so just that flexibility, clarity of where integrations run through Cycle Connect to bring, you know, those back office integrations, not, not engagement cloud integrations, right? I could be doing translation service integration. I could be doing publish web, you know, uh, web hooks off publishing in my content uh, system, or I could do, you know, audience synchronization from CDP, you know, out into a Salesforce marketing cloud or Facebook ads or something like that. So you know, I, I've rattled on a bit too long for that, but you know, Connect is really, really a, a, an awesome one of the glues, right? In, yep. in the composable kind of thing. Obviously, APIs, you know, are all there, and Connect sits around those APIs to to really simplify how things can be put together. Yeah, it's one thing that comes up quite often is how do we connect these composable platforms? So I'm really excited to hear about the developments on Sitecore Connect, especially one being getting the data to other external platforms like a BI tool. So. Great to hear the developments there, Danny. I was just going to add to that as well. I've been spending some time and connect and, you know, setting up like data streams going into Sitecore CDP and then also data streams going out to Sitecore CDP to like paid media and things like that for segments. But just to say some of the integrations are, are just so easy to use and great. Like if you take something like Salesforce, you know, the number of like endpoints that you can connect to, which is a <laughs> click of the button, the list that you have there yep. is unbelievable. You click into one of them and then you can have like a drop down to say, are you pulling back accounts, leads, opportunities? It really is the integration is quite um, well connected and makes it very user friendly. I think it's just it's just a great product to use. Fantastic. Danny, Sarah, it was a pleasure having you both at the water cooler today. I look forward to speaking with you more in the future. And for the audience's knowledge, Danny will be rejoining us in a future episode to talk more about Sitecore Engagement Cloud specifically. Danny, Sarah, thank you again for joining us. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Danny Robinson and Sarah O'Reilly for joining us today at the Sitecore Water Cooler Podcast, a casual conversation between colleagues and peers centered around all things Sitecore. I'm your host, John Price, and until the next time we meet at the Water Cooler, be sure to subscribe to the Sitecore Water Cooler Podcast today wherever you find your podcast. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios, with special thanks to executive producers Renee Nelson, Julia Klepich, and Brian Winger.